This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Welcome to Radio Church. My name is Kerry Enright and I'm one of the ministers at Knox Church in George Street, Dunedin. This is Māori Language Week, so our worship will include some te reo Māori. Kei te mihi atu mātou ki a koutou i ronga i te ingoa o te ototato ariki a ihu karaiti, naumai haere mai. We welcome you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Nā mihi aroha, nā mihi hārai, kia koutou katoa, loving and joyous greetings to you all. In our time together, we celebrate the spirit flowing through the world, the wisdom waiting to be discovered and shared, and the presence of God in all of our living. The piece of music I've chosen to, to begin with is uh, a version of Fakaria Mai, and I've selected this version because of the occasion on which it was sung. It was sung by able musician Rebecca Nelson and the New Zealand Defence Force Māori Cultural Group at the dawn service for the Battle of the Somme in France on the 14th of September 2016. What a memorable occasion that was. And so, Fakaria Mai. Thank you. 
And now we come to God in prayer. Kia inoi tātou. Spirit who flows, wisdom who calls, parent who loves, you are God, we praise you. Always spreading good news of light and life, love and hope, always alongside us in our joy and in our sorrow, always accepting, caring, reconciling and embracing us, you are God, we praise you. As majestic as the mountains lining our horizon, as constant as the waves beating on the shore, as vibrant as the forest lush in its growth, you are God, we praise you. In this cherished nation of Aotearoa, we confess the history of injustice that cleaves our land and its people, the poverty that undermines dignity and freedom, the drug abuse that decimates lives and families. Forgive us. We confess the laziness that is quick to stereotype, the intolerance that separates us from another, from each other. Forgive us. We come to the wellspring of your forgiveness that we might drink freely for ourselves and for our relationship with you, your people, and your land. In Christ we pray. Amen. Etefano, it is my privilege to declare to you that in Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Ketau te rangamarie o te karaiti ki runga ia koutou, May the peace of Christ be with you always. Now I want to read from the scriptures from the Bible, first from the letter of James. A very practical letter in many ways, from James chapter 3, verse 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness, born of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. And then from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, reading from verse 30 to verse 37. Listen for God's word to us. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him and three days after being killed he will rise again. 
but they didn't understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. Thanks be to God for these readings from the Bible, and may God grant us understanding of them. St. Joseph's Māori Girls College Choir sings a marvellous version of the incredible song, Hine e Hine. Let me read to you what the words are in English. You are weeping, little girl, darling girl. You are weary, little girl, darling girl. Be sad no longer. There is love for you in the heart of the Father, little girl, darling girl. Hine Ehine.
And now I'd like to offer a reflection on the readings that we had from James and from the Gospel of Mark. And it's under the theme of leaving space. So the disciples heard Jesus say that the Son of Man will be betrayed, he'll be killed, and he will rise again. And then they started arguing. And I wonder if it went something like this. One says to the other, Did you understand what he was talking about? And the other replies, I have no idea. His strange words make no sense to me. I know he said this before, but I still don't understand him. And he's so bleak. When things are moving along nicely and crowds gather, some find new life, some find healing, some get food, people are released from taboos. We're sailing along and he keeps talking about betrayal, murder and rising. And then another says, Look, I can understand why he's bleak. I'm not surprised he speaks like that. Look at us. Simon, you're such a loudmouth. Here we are making progress in all kinds of ways and then you shoot your mouth off and everyone gets anxious. You're impulsive. That getting out of the boat. You blurt out words before you even understand what you're saying. And then another says, and then there's Andrew. Andrew, you are so shy and reticent and quiet and reclusive and slow. You're like a wet blanket. Really, at times, Andrew, we carry you. And then another says, and Thomas, oh, Thomas, you're so cautious and risk-averse. You hold us back. You want to double-check every decision we make. Oh, Thomas. And then another says, and Judas, Oh, Judas, you get lost in the detail, balancing the numbers, keeping the budget, never lifting your eyes to the horizon. And so it went on, making comparisons, highlighting frailties, identifying weaknesses, puncturing confidence, building defensiveness, and they argued about who was the best. Now, perhaps like me, you've experienced those times yourselves in organisations and workplaces and churches, and you've seen it in other realms as well. It's exaggerated too by social media, where people circle the wagons of like-mindedness and certainty and fire arrows at those who might hold different views as they dig themselves deeper and deeper into their bunkers. And it's very hard to break that pattern once it starts, really hard. So our society becomes polarised and we imagine that there's no truth but our truth and we fire off ugly diatribes, playing the person and not the idea, seeing no truth in people who might vote for a different party or belong to a different truth. And honestly, in our day, it's become pretty scary. Well, Jesus must have despaired. Here was God offering new life and hope and love and peace and joy. Here was the Son of Man facing the abyss of betrayal and killing and rising. Here was magnificent truth. Here was beauty and brilliance. And instead, they went miserly and they spat on each other. Talk about missing the point. 
And then Jesus turns to the children, an unlikely turn, because children, women and servants had no legal status. They were the least honoured. At the most, if they were male, they were a potential citizen. And yet he pointed to the most vulnerable, to those at the outer edge of society. Children were the answer to the question, who is the greatest? And he did more than value children. He asks us to join them, to become as them, to be as vulnerable as them. And the promise is that in becoming as vulnerable as they are, we are welcomed into God's embrace. Choosing to be vulnerable takes away the effort we waste in trying to be self-sufficient. We make evident that we need other people, that we need other gifts, other contributions, other perspectives, other experiences. Less of me, more of us. That journey to vulnerability can be among the most challenging we make. Sometimes we learn it the hard way, when we are hurt or left out or overlooked or unwell. There are times when vulnerability can be scary because it can seem unnatural in a culture that values success and power. And we often see around us people with inflated egos getting their way by pushing others aside. We see it every day, don't we? But Jesus says, such approaches are simply not life-giving. We've seen how that behaviour hollows out people and empties their soul and makes them very unattractive, what Paul might call clanging symbols. Our God is a God of grace, and grace makes space for others, reach out, reaches out to others and relies on others. And when we're vulnerable, we're available to receive God's grace, to receive love, to receive spirit. When we're full of ourselves, there's no room in our hearts for the humble and holy one of God. And what of the church? Well, Rachel Held Evans said, But the gospel doesn't need a coalition devoted to keeping the wrong people out. It needs a family of sinners saved by grace, committed to tearing down the walls, throwing open the doors and shouting, Welcome! There's bread and wine! Come and eat with us and talk! This isn't a kingdom for the worthy, it's a kingdom for the hungry. When we lose our sense of importance and certainty and acknowledge our hunger, we may find ourselves filled with what is truly important, grace beyond measure. Staying humble means being aware of and admitting what we don't know. It means being okay making mistakes and asking for help. And when we are humble, we open ourselves to continuous growth and learning. Amid all the angling for power and all the threatening poses we see today, here are some marvellous words from James. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. Well, it seems James was writing, was writing to a church where people couldn't relate to each other peaceably. There was gossip and slander, people for angling for power and dividing the community. 
And I think this book is in our Bible so we can learn that true wisdom comes when we invest in the lives of others, when it is less me and more us, when we make space for others to flourish. The father of David Tennant, the actor, was a moderator of the Church of Scotland and visited Dunedin about 20 years ago. Just a couple of years ago, when David Tennant was receiving a prestigious acting award, they showed a filmed segment of David's father saying, among other things, One of the marvellous things about David is that he doesn't have an inflated ego. It means that others are drawn to him. Seeing his father say that brought tears to David's eyes. But that view was confirmed by the comments of his colleagues who spoke out about how he made space for them and encouraged them. In two weeks, Angela Merkel steps down from being Chancellor of Germany, a post she's held for 16 years. She doesn't live in the fine official residence near the Brandenburg Gate. She lives with her husband in the same small flat in which they have lived for years. She irons her own clothes, buys her own groceries, and lives simply. A journalist recently said to her, Do you remember I took a photo of you in the same dress ten years ago? And she told him, My mission is to serve my fellow Germans, not to be a model. Well, she's one of the most respected politicians of our time, even by her opponents, and despite very unpopular decisions. There's a whakatauki, e hara taku toa, i te toa takitaki he toa takatini. My strength is not as an individual, but as a collective. The wisdom from above is peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy. And that's what we need in our world today. May God bring that gift to us more and more. And now I want us uh, to join uh, together in a prayer for others and then in the Lord's Prayer. From deep within our being we call upon you, God, for through you all can be made whole. Hear us as we raise to heaven our concerns for the people of earth. We pray for those who cry out in physical pain or who suffer silently and who long for the healing that human hands alone cannot offer. We pray for those who suffer mental anguish who worry, feel anxiety, fear the future, who at night cry, I wish to God it were morning, and in the morning cry, I wish to God it were night. We pray for those who are victimized because of their race, background or history, because of their gender or sexuality, because they are different, and for all who are abused, abandoned, or degraded. Loving Jesus, your hands are strong to hold and heal, to wipe away tears and to protect in danger. So we pray, dear Jesus, hear our prayers. In the name of Christ, Amen. And now, the Lord's Prayer in Te Reo Māori.
E tau mātou mātou i te rangi, ki e tāpū tō ingoa, ki e tāi mai tō rangatiratanga, ki e mētia tau e pai ai ki ronga i te whenua, ki a rite ano ki tō te rangi. O mai ki e mātou ai anei, he tāruma mātou mō tēnei rā. Mūroa, o mātou hāra, me mātou hoki e mūru nei. I o te honga e hāra ana ki a mātou, kaua, Hoki mato e kawea ki a whakawaia e ngāri whakaorangia mato i te kino no hoki te rangatiratanga, te kaha me te kororia. Ake, ake, amene. And now we will hear that prayer in te reo Māori, sung. Sung often in churches, it's a music we hear often in our churches these days, the Lord's Prayer and today on Maori. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God 
and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you and all you love now and always. Kietau kietato kato te arofaio tau tato riki o ihu kraiti me te aroha o te atua me te fifinga tahitanga ki te wairua tapu. Ake, ake, amene. God be with you. God go with you in peace. Amen. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.